0: Welcome to The Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch, and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Elephant on the Couch. I'm your host, Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. Welcome back to yet another episode, yay, Yay! we didn't take a break again, we didn't, we're doing great over here, we <laughs> I'm are, gonna celebrate every time that we do it consistently, we are just right because. on track people, we are back Stronger than ever. (laughs) Dang, I love this energy. Where did it come from? (laughs) Okay, the coffee maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, another episode where it's past eight o'clock and we are drinking coffee. This is real life, people. (laughs) We are in our 30s now. There is no more wine on a Friday night. We tried that and we had to edit the episodes for like two hours. It was crazy. But I can't believe it's November already. How insane is that? I'm so excited.
1: Like the drop of weather.
0: I love Thanksgiving. the boots. (laughs) The boots with the fur. Mm. I am looking forward to a Friendsgiving. If somebody out there wants to invite me to a Friendsgiving... Thanks for that freaking message. <laughs> I know. I sent that text hey, message I'll three t- weeks ago already. I'll take the friendsgiving, the yours, whoever wants to invite me to another one. Not your friend. You don't have no more friends. I'm your only friend. Well, no. Everybody listening to this is my friend. <laughs> you were <laughs> <been> like <laughs> that creepy, like scary sound. Uh, no, I'm but like I'm, how we both try to make that sound know, and neither me. of us sounded like get it. it. <laughs> Uh, but we are looking for... I'm looking forward to the holidays, honestly. I am looking Dude, forward to 2020. Look, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I am looking forward for 2020 going
1: away. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So I was
1: making this joke with a friend of mine, and she was like, my birthday didn't happen this year, so it's just not going to count. So mm-hmm. I'm going to skip it a year. And I was like, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll we should. We should all be able to cancel 2020 out of our birthday count so in I january so i'm gonna I'm turn the same age again notice how i'm not saying how old i am <laughs> <laughs> but in january i'm turning we the all same. know you're past 30 honey <laughs> mm-hmm. so Sweetie. look at my nose <laughs> i'm bothered over here so um how are you doing how, how am i doing Jenny? i feel like we're in
1: super good spirits today it's been I like yeah, it. yeah i like it Maybe it's a change of weather and the fact that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for 2022 yeah, to get better. It's been so
0: nice lately. Sweater weather.
1: When do we get the results from voting? By the time this episode drops. and another We thing should yeah,
0: We should know. We don't know yet as we're recording this. It's coming right up uh, here Election in the next day is couple coming, of days. Yeah. So we don't know what dun, has dun, happened. Dun. Dun. As we speak, music. we have high energy, good energy, good juju. Maybe by the time we record the next one, we're gonna be a little more <laughs> depressed. Either no. way, it's gonna be a shit show, I think. I think so too. But hey, we're gonna, we're gonna push grab your them. wife, grab your kids, hide. <laughs> it's about to get messy up <laughs> in this bitch, people. Um, so I, I, you know, that's a great segue to. my <laughs> Yeah, The mess. Exactly. Because we're talking, today we're going to be talking about acknowledging the mess. The mess that life can be.
1: Yeah, I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about like, oh, we need the yin and the yang, and bad feelings are good, and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think we actually sit there and like just acknowledge them. So that's what this episode is all about, just acknowledging
0: the poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was actually, well, for me, inspired by another podcast, well, a TED talk. The <laughs> TED talk. A, talk. <laughs> a TED talk that I listened to um, about everything happens for a reason and that mentality. And I'm like, hey, that's a really good point that we need to address of like how life equals pain and hurt.
1: Yeah. And then we just went down a rabbit hole after that. Yes. Uh, we started getting super
0: theoretical and like the purpose of life (laughs) (laughs) hella Gandhi up in this bitch like we were talking about the meaning of life like it got dark in here for a second (laughs) but um we want to use this episode to acknowledge that pain is part of life that uncomfortable yucky emotion is human nature right and kind of like remove the stigma around that and embracing it learning to hey that's part of that's part of being alive so a big a big thing for both of us is um, we've lived traumatic
1: experiences in a different level in a different manner and uh, there's this like idea that things happen for a reason right or like that These things happen because, I don't know, it's part of a plan or whatever. And sitting with things, this shit happens, period, is such an uncomfortable thing to say, right? Like, if something atrocious or horrible or traumatic happens to a human being coming to accepting that that's life is a very uncomfortable feeling it's Mm -hmm. a really uncomfortable realization and we're probably going to get a lot of backlash from from this episode because it really pushes you to just sit on it and acknowledge that it's there and I want to say there's like this mass denial Mm -hmm. of this reality right because thinking of failure or pain or trauma as just something that happens, it's, like, uncomfortable. Mm
2: -hmm. It's, like,
1: there has to be a purpose for it, right? Like, there has to be a why behind it. And the reality is there isn't
0: one. There isn't. But I think as much as pain is inevitable and hurt is part of being alive and being human – part of fighting it and not wanting it and trying to find a reason and a purpose for this pain is also part of being human, right? Like being Mm -hmm. alive and be, again, I've mentioned this, but I've said this before in other episodes, but we've been conditioned to get over it and get better and feel better and make each other feel better. I mean, we are in the business of helping people feel better, but in that it's also human nature to want to fight that. Right. The, right. We're we're wired for survival. I think I've mentioned this in another episode how our brain is wired for survival. That was that's why we have five life freeze. Mm-hmm. Right? That alarm and that the amygdala in your brain that detects danger, that's what it is. Uncomfortable feelings feel like I'm not safe, so I'm gonna fight it. So as right. much as pain is inevitable and is of part of our journey, also wanting to fight it is part of being right. alive. It's like failure is needed
1: in order for your brain to unleash that fight, fight, or freeze mode and and become resilient.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I was giving this analogy to, to Tanya prior to recording, like the baby that's learning how to walk, right? You don't just put a baby on his, her feet, their feet, and they automatically just start walking perfectly. Like, like they have to fall. They have to bump their heads every so often. You know, sometimes maybe they're gonna crawl first. Some kids don't even crawl. Um, and then eventually with practice, they walk. And I think that's just life in general, right? Like you fail and from that failure, there's something in there that teaches you something. And, it, and sometimes it just doesn't teach you anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Just being
1: plain and honest. But it's the fact that you failed that kind of got your brain to be more resilient mm-hmm. or not.
0: Yeah, cause he, yeah, exactly. Cause hearing you say that, it, like, my brain is bringing up the whole like that. What, how we started this conversation of everything happens for a reason, right? The purpose of a baby falling and tripping and hitting their head when they're learning to walk is for a reason, so that they can get better, right? It kind of it's very easy as humans. Even my brain went there right now, hearing you say that. I'm like, I'm so wired to think in that sense that even I'm comparing that learning journey of learning how to walk to like well later in life when i go through whatever pain is for me to get something out of it and sometimes it's not and sometimes it's not right. it just isn't period crappy shit happens in life and it doesn't always have a why it doesn't have a purpose like i didn't i don't know i didn't get diagnosed with whatever disease for me to teach others about the value of enjoying life like no that's pretty shitty to say
1: right right I mean, there's some kids that just don't learn how to walk.
0: Mm-hmm. The end. And it doesn't make them any less than the ones that do know how to walk, right? So it's not always like a purpose. It, it, this episode is about that, trying to get away from that mentality that everything happens for a reason, trying to understand the purpose, but within the same sentence, understanding that that's part of the journey and that's part of being alive. Alive, I'm sorry. Um... And just life. Right. So I it, think it, it's not like you're deserving of this pain. I I want
1: to be very clear as we continue recording this episode that like this episode is definitely pushing it. Like as we're having these conversations, I think both Tanya and I, like our brains are doing some brain twitch. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, information does not compute, does not compute. So if this episode feels like it's a little hard to follow Yes, that's the purpose of this episode, exactly. It's the nature of this conversation, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, it's very out of the norm. But I think it's important to recognize that because it's part of healing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key. Failure and pain is part of healing. Mm-hmm. Some people heal, some people don't. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's it. Like, And just feeling like... Coming to that realization is so uncomfortable because me as a social worker, I want everybody to heal. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that it just doesn't sometimes happen that way. And, And accepting life for what it is, just it is what it is, is such a hard concept to grasp when you have been living a life to look at the end of the tunnel. Or with the idea that there's a purpose or a plan behind everything that's happening. Mm-hmm.
0: I think as a society, we are again conditioned to believe, and this is a message that we hear often like, good things happen to good people, right? Like, we like that boomerang that if I send good out in the world, good is gonna return to me. And sometimes I can be the most kind soul, quote unquote, perfect human being. Like, I'm volunteering at the shelter, feeding dogs, like I'm feeding the homeless on the weekend. Like, you know, like whatever you can think of as a stereotype of a good person. And then, boom, I get cancer. Right. Like, I mean, there's kids that get diagnosed with cancer. Like, what wrong could they have put out there into the world? Right. Right. But we hear this message like good things happen to good people.
1: Yeah, I think um, I came to that realization. This is the crude part of social work. Um, I came to the realization of karma being BS when I started working with sexual um, abuse survivors. And when I talk about sexual abuse survivors, I'm not talking about adults. I'm, ha- I'm talking about children. And um, coming to the realization that the abusers were literally getting no punishment. Like here's this kid in my office giving me very graphic traumatic things, right? And, and then there's a person out there that abused them and is having their best life. Zero
0: accountability. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I think that was like a really dark time. And and this is a tough conversation, guys. And I apologize if this is kind of triggering as I say this, uh, because this is very crude. But to me, and if you don't want to keep listening, feel free to skip this part, but For me, that specific situation uh, made me realize there's people that do bad things and life continues to happen as if nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are left with broken pieces of the abuse, broken pieces of the trauma, broken pieces of life. And they have to, on their own, pick up the pieces and try to get better. Mm-hmm. It, and I don't know how you want to put it. Maybe the abuser later on in 20 years, because I hear that a lot in, in Mexican culture, like just let God work through it and they're going to get their punishment eventually. Okay, they're going to get their punishment when they're 65 and they're going to suffer for two years prior to them dying and they're going to die alone. That's sad. Well, what about this little kid that's going to have to suffer with the repercussions of this for the rest of their life? How is... 60 years of trauma Mm -hmm. (laughs) compared to two years prior to them dying and dying alone. So to me, that's when it really like hit me. Like bad things happen to people that don't deserve it. Mm
2: -hmm. Bad
1: things happen, period. And that's it. You know, um, we look at countries where the oppression is like out of this norm to the point that people are not even surviving. Children are starving
0: to death so they deserve that right yeah i i think it and it's 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 hard to come to peace with that idea especially like you mentioned if you come from a culture that teaches you like hey in your faith and because of your religion you've learned to put that in whatever higher power you believe in their hands and they'll do them justice but while you're here on earth it's hard when you work with people that have been victimized like that and you see the consequences and and by no means
1: am i saying that i don't believe in god like i pray Mm -hmm, i attend church i do put things on god Mm -hmm. like here god take this because i don't know how to handle this here's my pain take this pain yeah right um but what I'm saying is that coming to terms with the fact that just bad things happen, period.
0: Yeah, this isn't around that idea of justice and would not believing in God, but more so like the ideology of things happen for a reason or a karma or good things happen to good people. Well, no, not what, always. Why do you think that we come up with these
1: explanations for bad things? Why do you think we do that as a society or just as people?
0: I think because of what I was saying of how we are so quick to jump into problem solving, like make it go away, right? So you try to like find the underlying message there, right? Like you try and um, make it make sense, right? Like you make it make sense. Like why did this happen to me? Well, it's so that I could become a motivational speaker that my parents abandoned me and... I had to prostitute myself and now I overcame that and now I'm a motivational speaker and that was my purpose in life, right? Like, I, I think we're so quick to jump into problem solving and fixing things and making it better that we become we, we come up with this- Rationalization. Rationalizing, which I mean, it is part of like making sense of your trauma in the therapy world, like make sense of it. Um, Adapt to it. Yes. It's your brain adapting to the trauma
1: and saying, well, if I can see the positive to it, then it's not mm-hmm. as bad as I think it is.
0: Yeah, I think I really like a quote by Brené Brown, which I'm going to totally butcher right now. But something about like when we own our stories, our story doesn't own us. Right. Mm-hmm. Like So once I really take on that story and I sit down and I dissect it and I understand it and quote unquote make sense of it then it doesn't it no longer defines me and it no longer holds power over my emotional
1: yeah because when you say this is god's plan mm-hmm.
0: or this is
1: karma or the or this is happening for a reason you are putting that yuckiness and nastiness that happened into something else that is non-tangible you're grabbing it and you're saying it here whoever this is plan reason take it and make sense of it Mm -hmm. you're no longer owning it so therefore it's harder to clean
0: yeah the quote literally says when we deny the story it defines us when we own the story we can write a brave new ending which i love for trauma healing right but it's that same idea of like owning the story trying to make sense of why this happened to me
1: i think um uh, I, one of the things that I listened to the TED Talk that you were that you're referring to mm-hmm. uh, that kind of started this conversation um, at some point the speaker was saying hardships are detours of the happiness and the successful life that I foresee mm-hmm. right like it's like having that light at the end of the tunnel thinking that you're deserving of something better mm-hmm. <laughs> makes these hardships Bumps on the road right right and then and then you can actually grab them and say "Eh, I can move along it's Mm -hmm. fine it's fine it's fine Mm -hmm. but the reality is these hardships are not there to get you to that light that hardship is there period
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah what 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 do you do with it Mm-hmm. Right? And then sometimes these hardships are, there's nothing else to do with it but to just accept that it's there. Yeah. See it and be like,
0: oh, that sucks. <laughs> and then move Cry on. Try about it every
1: day if you want to. Yeah. Right? It, it's, you don't have to be resilient. I, I want to make that clear because the minute that we start talking about be resilient, learn a lesson, move along, then we start. Blaming and shaming the people that were unable to be resilient to not and be successful. Right. That, to not be resilient. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you for that. You know, if we have a person who is an addict, we'll say, um, and the person who was an addict goes through one of these hardships, and the hardship is so intense that it, it marks their life forever. Right. And um, they're unable to be sober again. Literally their entire life, they end up being an addict up until their death. Um, Who am I to say this person was not resilient? Who am I to say, oh, they didn't see how they deserved a better life? Oh, they They made choices. They made choices that got them to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not really. If, if addiction is a disease and this person had has a disease and they're unable to heal from the disease, mm-hmm. right? Or, or like the connotation of cancer survivors, they're
0: strong. They're survivors.
1: Ah, uh, they have no control over cancer.
0: right. So the, the person that fought and ended up dying, are they not strong then, right? Like that. Once you put it in that perspective again, when we compare physical health to mental health or emotional needs, if I say something like that about someone that died of cancer, people are gonna look at me like, "Tina, you're a pretty freaking crappy person for saying that that person wasn't strong," right? But if you and I are addicts, and because of my environment and my support system, I'm able to get better. And, sober up and And turn it around right your dreams and then you don't for whatever reason then what makes us different at that point why are you less deserving of me of grace
1: or success Mm -hmm. or happiness or whatever that might look like right yeah so I think that when we think of resiliency when we think of um, overcoming hardships or overcoming trauma or whatever that might be we get into a very judgy place
0: yeah and i think for me i've even found myself in that position where this kind of mentality puts me in a place where and and i think i mentioned this before of the whole why me well why not me mentality instead that shift that i'm working on but i'm guilty of you know when life gets tough and it just keeps happening and it's one and then the next one and then another one and then another one and it's like everything keeps happening like I get a flat tire and I get this and I get that and boom 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 and it's like nonstop. I find myself sometimes in that place of like oh my god like I've literally had breakdowns where I cry and I ask that really silly question of like why me what did I do? Like I feel like I'm a pretty decent freaking human being, or at least I try, right? Like I'm like I'm always trying to do this, like da, da, da. Like I'm a I honestly genuinely believe I'm a good person. And here I am questioning why do these things keep happening to me, right? Like as if I don't deserve any sort of hardship because I'm a quote unquote good person. So I think this kind of culture and whatever expectation that I've been hearing my whole life. And this isn't like because of my parents or my culture, but just in general, somehow I came up with this internalized belief of like, good things happen to good people, or what you put out there is like a boomerang, and it comes right back to you. So when things, when bad things, and I'm quote unquote bad things happen to me, I fall into that mentality of like, why? Trying to make some sort of sense. What did I do? Like, did I run over a puppy? Like, what did I do, Jesus? Like, why me? <laughs> like, I literally find myself in that victim mentality sometimes of, why me? I try my best to do the best and be helpful and be a decent human being. So it's pretty easy if we focus on that to fall into that mentality of, I don't deserve any pain in my life. And I don't think that's a good place to be at.
1: Or I don't deserve to to have any trauma. Yeah, And the reality is, it's like you're in the same place as another woman that fits your profile that got raped today. Mm-hmm. You know, like what makes you better than this other person right. from that victimization? Mm-hmm. You know, it it really, I think when we think of these things of like, I am a good person, therefore I deserve good. Um really makes us lose touch with people who didn't get good
0: right in their life yeah it's lost
1: yeah because you're Mm -hmm. like well why would you this is where you hear the very judgy
0: why would you put yourself in that situation Mm -hmm. Ah, i I mean we talked about domestic violence you still hear the why why can't she just leave like she's still there Right? The why can't you? Do you see a homeless person? Well, they made choices in their life. We all make choices. Yes, we all make choices. But you don't know as much as this people have. Like, it could be the most successful CEO of whatever company, and something happened outside of their control, and now they're literally homeless. And right. you're judging those two minutes that you're at the stoplight, and they came to your window and asked for money. And you make like, well, this person make really poor choices in their life, honey, that's why they're on the street. You tell your kids in the back to pay attention and not do that. And again, it could have been the most successful person and they just had a big, big challenge show up in their life.
1: Right. I think um, it it really brings me to, to the thought that like, to me that devalues a person. And, And I'm, bear with me people when you think you make bad choices and bad things happen to you it really to me devalues being good or kind let me tell you what there's this fear for consequences right like Mm -hmm. if I'm a bad person bad things are going to happen to me but if I'm a good person good things are going to happen to me so I'm going to be a good person so bad things don't happen to me right that's the logic you're not being good just for the sake of being good.
2: Mm-hmm. You're, you're not doing being kind
1: because you want good things. Right. Like yeah. you're thinking like, I want to like, this is a pretty good Christian way, right? I want to be a good person so I can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, what if heaven doesn't exist? And, and again, I'm Catholic. I believe in God. I believe in heaven. I believe in head. <laughs> Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> but I'm just kind of pushing it a little bit, right? why do you
0: want to be good because of heaven that's the only reason why Mm -hmm. then why are you on earth imagine if you do get to heaven and then jesus was like hey you were faking it this whole time because you wanted to make it here (laughs) well shit. what are you gonna do now (laughs) right like imagine like i mean really if you truly believe like he wants you to be good for the sake of being a decent person not because you're doing it with the end goal of getting into heaven Right. And I, there.
1: this has been talked about in theology classes and stuff like what is goodness? What is kindness? The Greeks talked about it. The <laughs> That's Romans why I, we about said it. that we got really deep. Into right. It. Right. And so what makes good just good? And and the talk that I was having with Tanya is like, what if we weren't colonized? What if we would have just stayed you know, being Native Americans and we grew up here and what's the belief in there? And the belief in Native American culture, not all of them, but the ones that I do know about is that the value of a cactus is the same value as a human. We are all the same. Mm-hmm. We, And one cactus is going to come out rotten and one human is going to come out rotten. Mm-hmm. And just because one is rotten and the other one is not doesn't mean that their value changes. Mm-hmm. Where In American society, if you are rotten, quote unquote, you're no longer value of the successful, productive member of society.
0: You're not deserving.
1: You're not deserving of good because you're not providing any good to society.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And in that, then that expectation is no longer being good for the sake of being good. The expectation is being good for the sake of society's well-being,
0: period. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, that example goes even to, like, affordable housing. There is literally neighborhoods in Phoenix, Arizona, because I don't know about other places, that will literally not allow uh, Section 8 housing by their neighborhood because it, it brings down the, the value of their home, right? So how freaking crappy is that? These people need housing, but we can't build an apartment complex here because... Stephanie over there is complaining about the value of her home. That equity is now gone because they built Section 8 housing next to me. Like, oh, my God. Right? But it's like this human is also deserving of shelter just as much as you, Stephanie. <laughs> right? yeah. I, mean, I give you some <laughs> Stephanie. But, right? Like, it's – or Tanya. Right? I was going to say that, but – Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Yeah, like, yeah so Tanya. like, Tanya, like, <laughs> hey, Tanya, you need a shelter as much as this other person does. Like – What What makes you better than them? Well, because you made good choices? Well, let's look at other
1: things that happen naturally. You just happened to be born in a good family. You didn't choose where to be born.
0: Yeah, like Spencer over here didn't get the fortune to have access to an education, and it's not his fault that you, Tanya, had access to an education. Right. Like, Like It's not a choice that he made, right? Like Spencer was born in a... Lower socioeconomic status. I mean just had to work to help his family and whatever. Right? Like we see like five seconds of this interaction and we make up our mind already about what this person's choices were and decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
1: like the the worth of a person is based on their
0: functionality of their success. On how much they can provide to society. Right. Right? Like well, if I can, if I can, like, bring something to the table.
1: But how ironic is that, huh? Because and I mean, I'm gonna get a little political over here. But <laughs> how ironic is it that you say, you know, the value of a person is linked to the amount of functioning or success they bring to the society, yet we're not taxing those people. <laughs> Awkward <Creep>. silence. <laughs> like. You know, I, I think that when I when I think about kindness, when I think about good, I think of, like, my responsibility as a person within my society. And this is just being very vulnerable to you guys. You're really getting to see the true dulce. Mm-hmm. I really, truly believe in goodness for the sake of goodness. Kindness for the sake of kindness. I don't give my money out to homeless people because this is a good deed that's going to be rewarded at a later time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't sit here doing my podcast with you because there's monetary light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I'm a good friend. You're my friend. I appreciate you. This is a crazy project you wanted to jump into. Let's do it. Like mm-hmm. That's just who I am as a person. And my value to society might be different in the eyes of a person who doesn't know me because I'm a social worker and... Because I'm loud. I I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of giving you an example. But I think like when we think bad things happen, period. Shitty life happens. Then you kind of get a choice. Who do you want to be in this mix? Mm -hmm. Do you be part of the ones that continue to execute bad? Or do you want, do you choose to be the kind person? And I, I make a choice to be the kind person. Mm -hmm. that's who I want to be right and I'm not gonna sit here and judge the person who didn't choose to be the kind and loving person
0: right and that means that we often talk about boundaries and, and loving yourself so being kind it's important to understand that you being kind doesn't mean you're gonna let people walk all over you right like I can be the most kind person but still have boundaries and that Again, we talked last week about self-love and learning, falling in love with yourself and stuff like that. You being a genuine kind person starts with you. If I'm not being kind to myself, if I'm not allowing myself to be human, to be vulnerable, to to give myself grace, how can I be kind to you as a friend? Mm -hmm. How can I be kind as a sister, as a daughter, as a partner, right? It starts at home. So part of being kind to yourself is being able to set those boundaries. Because I can be kind to you, but also not let you walk all over me. Absolutely. Right? So I think it's important. Yes. So when we're talking about this, again, that idea of like being a good soul and a genuine person, this is part of that. Realizing that starts with you and being kind to yourself. And if you're not setting boundaries, and you let people walk all over you because you're kind, then you're not being kind to the most important person, which is yourself.
1: Yourself, right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like, right, This the reward at the end of the tunnel really pushes people to allow other people walk all over you. Like, if I shut up and I let them walk all over me and they treat me like crap, I know that I'll be rewarded for the pain that I endured. the,
0: The turn the other cheek mentality. Yeah. Right? I you mean, and again, and... it's very, people are going to agree or not agree with us here. But for some people, it might be like, yeah, it's, it's again, going back to that, like, put it in God's hands. And I have and I will probably continue to do that in some instances in my life. Of I let it go and it's in God's hand. Right. But also having some sense of boundaries,
1: and boundaries. Right. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day. You know, if I do want to be a kind person, it's in, in strength, it's, it's really hard for me to say this word. Intrinsically, there's an inside motivator for me to just be a good person. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of it. One of the things that I learned in, in understanding my worth and coming to the realization of kindness and whatnot was that. I bring something else to the table to society and it's just clean cut raw love unconditional love i'm that person
0: mm-hmm. i love you
1: regardless of what you do i love you listener over there regardless of what you do
0: <laughs> except if you give us a shitty review <laughs> just,
1: kidding. just kidding are we kidding though are we just kidding we just down? kidding um but the idea that my worth as a person is based on the standards that society put on me, really like blinded me of those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, oh, I'm a good person, so let them treat me like crap. Mm. (laughs) I'm a good person, so I'm just going to take this L and allow this to happen. Uh, But once I started realizing like, holy crap, I'm a good person. Holy crap, I'm a kind person. Holy crap, I have a good heart. I have a heart of gold, quote unquote, Right. Then I started realizing like, yo, there's not a lot of heart of gold out there in the world. So let me go ahead and move this over here and protect it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and set those boundaries to protect that, if that makes any sense.
0: Right. I really like I wanted to bring that up because as we were preparing for this episode, we were talking about that. Last week, we were talking about relationships and finding your own happiness and falling in love with yourself. And so we were talking kind of like this week this week and after we wrapped up that other conversation last time about that idea of what I bring to the table like you're saying it's more than whatever material stuff I bring to the table right like if you were to ask me right now who is Tanya I'll probably start by literally my first thing would probably be like I'm a therapist right like my license I mean I'm not gonna like flex with my Three, you four, can flex your own well, With my four letters, letters. Go like, ahead. license like, with Arizona Board of Behavioral Health or anything like that. But literally, like I said, if you ask me, like, hey, who is Tanya? Like, give me your, your pitch. Like, present yourself over here. I'll probably start with, well, I'm a therapist. Like, I think I did it actually when our first episode when we were talking mm-hmm. about our background. But if you take away my license, my degree, my home... Your my accomplishments. Car, my whatever accomplishments. Who is Tanya? Right? And Tanya,
1: let me tell you guys, it's an honest, loving, kind woman. She will drop whatever the fuck she's doing to be there
0: for you choo choo <laughs> i'm tooting my own horn well, you are tooting horn. i'm tooting your horn but yeah you're welcome but, <laughs> but it's like going back to that kindness right it's like we allow it's really easy to fall into the place where we allow those superficial materialistic accomplishment take over right and and i'm more than that i'm a i'm a good how many other
1: elements w therapist with a house and a car whose first generation Mexicans are out in the States. Thousands. Like, right. I'm sure there's more than thousands out there. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact Tanya is Tanya, not because of those things, but because of the kindness, because of the loyalty, because of the honesty, because of the human peace that you bring. You know, mm-hmm. and I think everybody who is around Tanya knows that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You and so... <laughs> So part of of being just being you is acknowledging like that's who I am. The Flaws end and all. Yes. Yes. And shitty things have happened to me mm-hmm. and that's part of my story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Period. Mm-hmm. There's no well, I'm a good person, how come this happened to me? Yeah. Or this happened to me so I can learn this lesson. No, like things, bad things happen to me. The mm-hmm. end. To all of us. And I chose to heal from that. And in my healing, I happened to learn these things. But the bad thing didn't happen to teach me something. For a reason. For a reason. Not at all. And and I say this personally. My trauma, guys, is intense. (laughs) I've gone through a lot. And I mean, you've heard in the past episodes, like... Oh, I'm a survivor of TV. Oh, I'm a survivor of suicide. Oh, I'm a single mom. Like, what else can I bring to the table? Shit, girl. I know, right? <laughs> But I, in my healing, I'm like, this is part of who I am. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is part of my story. Mm-hmm. If I sit here and ask, why did it happen to me? I'm going to get stuck. hmm
2: I'm going
1: to get stuck because I don't know why it happened to me. Yeah. Could I have prevented it? I don't know, honestly, I don't know, cause yeah. I only did the best I could with what I had in the moment, and that makes me who I am today, and I fucking love it, bitches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yeah. this beautiful
0: mess. Oh, mess. Oh, mess. mess, mess I is am on the
1: mess. <laughs> oh, mess. I am, um, and and this is my story, and this is my book, and let me tell you, my book looks very different than Tanya's book.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hers is neat, but they're both hella cool. <laughs> Mars <laughs> is like like <laughs> mine is a little hella bestseller. <laughs> uh, I like using that analogy when I work with clients when it comes to trauma work. I explain, especially like for teens and like lower, yeah, teenagers, young adults, they really like this idea of the book of life. Like I literally tell them, like, hey, the day you were born. Started the book of your life. I mean, even prior, right? We could argue mm-hmm. with trauma and birthing and whatnot, but um, we so, could argue this book started three generations ago. <laughs> I mean, literally, they said that a year before you get pregnant, it's already impacting the womb where the baby's going to be developed. But that's nor here nor there. Uh, <laughs> but I tell my clients like you, you start this book of your life, and probably the first couple of chapters, the pen is being held by the caregivers. Whoever that might be, grandma, mom, dad, whoever, foster care. But it's the adult in your life making every single decision and writing in that book, literally from the thing that you eat to what you wear to what church you go to, what faith, how you grow up, where you play, what you watch on TV. Everything is being written by the adult in your life. And then around teenage life, you, you get the pen once in a while, and you write about that one time that you sneak out of the window and you go meet this boy, and <laughs> you made <laughs> out, and blah, blah, blah. And then the mom takes the pen back, and I punished Dulce tonight because <laughs> she <laughs> he ran away from home. And like Now she's writing the, in the book again how your life goes because of your choices. When you had the pen, you made choices, and you wrote in there, and then the mom takes it back, right? And sometimes really crappy characters come into your book, and they take that pen... And they write some right really horrible chapters. They literally all holding that pen and writing how your life goes because of abuse, because of whatever. But those are characters in the book of your life. And let's be clear that you are unable to take the pen back. Right. There is like- absolutely nothing you can do to take that pen back until you do come to a point in your life where you do get to you get do the get to you, you get to hold that pen. Right. And, and so I tell my clients again, we were talking about trauma processing and making sense of their stories and whatnot about taking that pen back and taking that control back and empowering them to how do you want this book to go from now on? Like, let's write your chapters. Right. What kind of boundaries are you going to practice? How are you going to learn to love yourself? How are you going to move on and how are you gonna now continue to write this story but giving them that pen back so right so now we get to write our stories right i can be writing my story with the lens of that victim mentality of like why this keeps happening to me and i'm a good human and my pen is like victim 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 mentality or i can say like well today was a crappy day Again. But again. Shit happens. <laughs> again. <laughs> this chapter is interesting. <laughs> it's a pile of shit here. Yeah. Um, but it's... So that story that you're saying about like, hey, I embrace my messy story and I know that even if I'm holding the pen, it's not going to be perfect still. And it's not by choices that I make sometimes. Sometimes people come into your life and things happen that it's literally whoever holding the pen and you have no control and you're like, ah, give me that pen back, but you can't get it. And it's like outside it's of your control. Mm-hmm. And it's not for anything that you did. It just happened. It just happened. It's part of being alive. It's part of being human. But you know
1: what? Those chapters are there and there are no regrets in those chapters.
2: Mm-hmm. Those
1: chapters were there. And, and I get, I, I think in other episodes I've said like, they helped me grow up or they helped me learn something. But as as we continue pushing the subject a little bit more and I'm as I'm processing and recording this, I'm thinking like, well no, the lesson didn't happen because of those life experiences. The lesson happened because I had the opportunity to heal. Mm-hmm. If I was unable to heal and and when I say ability, I'm talking about support systems therapy, financial, you know, gain that I'm talking about, like just my career, you know, my child, just factors, outside factors that were out of my control Mm -hmm. that I was able to hold on to, to start healing. Mm -hmm. And it was through that healing journey that I got to learn things of those chapters but, but to say, oh, these chapters happened so that I could learn a lesson. Like, come on, man. I probably was able to learn that lesson without those chapters happening. Mm-hmm. Like, did I really
0: have to be a DV survivor to Start, learn that? Spare me the abuse. I'll be a good person. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or mm-hmm. to use that to say, like, well, this so-and-so person is holding the pen and they keep writing shitty chapters about relapse and homelessness and crappy mental health. Right? Like clearly, they're not holding the pen. The disease is holding the pen. Yes. The trauma is holding the pen. Whoever abuser is still holding that pen. Life, their circumstances, the lack of resources, their environment, their chaos and toxic environment and people that they have in their life are holding the pen. So, this analogy is not to be used against people that, again, I'm going to use the homeless example again. But if somebody comes up to me and asks for money and it's homeless, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you're holding the pen. And those are choices, right? Like, right. I don't know what's going on in this person's life.
1: Yeah, and, and we, to a certain extent, being okay with not being okay is part of this it is what it is mm-hmm. mentality, right? Radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is the right terminology. Thank you very much DBT. for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> right? It It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and some people might be homeless for the rest of their life.
0: And that's their story and stop trying to impose your expectations on them. Yeah. Like I said, my book is very
1: different than Tanya's book. Mm-hmm. And in no way, shape or form am I a better human than hers or vice versa. It, letting go of the should have, could have, would have is going to allow your story to
0: just be that.
1: Mm-hmm. That story.
0: Stop shooting on yourself or on others, even worse. I like that. Stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> Gotta stop shooting on yourself. That.
1: I love and, that. And I think accepting those chapters is just part of your journey. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if if tomorrow I was to die because things do not happen for a reason, mm-hmm. it just happened
0: to happen, then then um, what was my journey? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine you get to that heaven that we were talking about, and then God pulls that book and gives it back to, like, read it. Everything that you did. Do
1: I really have to read those chapters?
0: Excuse me, Jesus? And
1: Jesus. Can
0: I skip this one? I know what happens, and it's really crappy. He's like, nah, you have to read it. Yeah. Thank you, but no thanks. Here's the book. Yeah, but to me, the biggest one is that, right? Like, uh, just embracing this idea that not everything happens for a reason it's not like a boomerang that if i send good out there into the world only and only good things are going to happen to me and when challenges come up i'll be like oh why i do think that um i do believe in like energy guiding and
1: and if you do have positive energy then positive things could happen um you know like really sending out that like okay, I trust what's happening and I'm going to be okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I do believe in that. I do try to be optimistic about stuff. But that doesn't mean that because I have an optimistic point of view, shit is not going to happen. Right. Like it's bound to happen. It's supposed to happen. And, and by supposed, I mean like everybody... Goes through it. There's some sort of failure at some point of time that happens. And, and I don't want to say everybody has trauma because that's going to minimize the traumatic... Experiences that other people lived and that they didn't deserve to
0: live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know last time we talked about affirmations and kind of the concept of what you're saying of energy and if you repeat it every day,
2: day yeah. you
0: start believing it and manifesting and whatever, that's real too, right? I mean, we're therapists, so we
2: typically encourage right.
0: people to do that. But again, that's not to say that this is going to create, because I say affirmations every day, I'm building a shield around me that nothing ever it's going to happen to me. right? The affirmations build that resiliency and help you, but you're still going to go through shit at the end of the day. Right. And hopefully you have,
1: God willing, you were blessed with being able to have a, support, a strong support system, being able to be resilient. Maybe you were able to have Financial stability, maybe you were able to live in a safe space where you, if you have the misfortune of having a really shitty traumatic experience, uh, the support systems and all of these other factors are able to help you move past it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not everybody's born with that. Mm-hmm.
0: And more than anything, that idea of uh, stop shooting on yourself or on others. Like, don't expect just because you come from whatever and your book looks a certain way or reads a certain way, then you expect everybody to be at the same pace and at the same page and same chapter with you. Like, we don't know this people's stories. That idea of being kind just for the sake of it and that because I'm pursuing heaven or anything else at the end of the day, that's what this is about, right? Having that mentality of being grateful even for the challenges, right? November is all about Thanksgiving and gratefulness and blah, 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 blah. So we want to open that with this episode of being thankful even for the challenges. right, let's say like, I get it. Like, I'm grateful for this freaking pain. (laughs)
1: Again, we're talking about pain. We're not
0: talking about trauma. Yeah,
1: you can't be grateful for trauma.
0: No, <laughs> there is absolutely nothing that you can be thankful for. Abuse or that you deserved it, but but that
1: or sickness or mm-hmm. loss or, yeah. or
0: grief or
1: mm-hmm. anything. We're talking specifically about the little bit inconveniences that happen that cause some sort of failure or pain.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then if if you know of someone that experienced either trauma or experienced that pain or that failure and maybe they're not being able to be as resilient as you are is kind of just it happens Mm -hmm. and i'm intrinsically being a kind person just for the sake of being kind Mm -hmm. right yeah i think that's pretty much what our episode is about i feel like we've been kind of pushing it and getting people to think outside of the box But this episode is not so much to give you guys like an answer I think usually we our episodes are more like let's talk about this topic and let's break it down and then like this is how you can help I think this episode is more of just like acknowledging it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: acknowledging the elephant in the room yeah I don't
0: think we really sat
1: this elephant down on the couch
0: no we did But some elephants don't have like a black and white answer. Right. Right. Out of this conversation, you're going to get whatever you need at this point in your life. Yes. I love that. Hey, girl. How you doing? Maybe you needed to hear this conversation and you're taking one little thing and that's what you needed. Yeah. The end. The end. The end indeed. So thank you guys for listening today. Give us some feedback, hey guys! I think this is this episode is a really good one for feedback. Yeah, let us know what you think. If you're like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> y'all <need> to <laughs> stop <start> drinking coffee. <laughs> hey, on a Friday night instead feedback of going out, accepted. <laughs> yes, yes. We can't go out with COVID, guys. It's killing me, Smalls. I know. Hopefully, we all are coping with the result of the election. <sighs> Hopefully, you guys are.
1: This The irony of this episode and when it's going to be dropped is hilarious.
0: Like, shit happens. Ta-da! <laughs> whatever candidate won. Yeah, shit happens, literally. <laughs> As of 2020. But thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys are doing great out there. You're staying safe. Um, hang in there. Life happens. Follow us. Yeah. Share, share, share. If you
1: like this episode. If you like our our podcast share share share, share 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 share.
0: our page give us a feed uh, a review on apple podcast like we said last time and more than anything thank you guys for listening our lo- loyal people and our new people too i appreciate you i love you for who you are look at that people all right well thank you so much for listening tonight today thank you for listening today <laughs> I think that's it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. We hope this was the start of the conversation for you and know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts. So please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.